Hello and welcome to the September edition of the Glasgow Triathlon Club podcast. Sorry it has been a wee while since the last one, but life has been in the way. Um, but we're back, the podcast is back, racing is back, coaching is back, sessions are back. I don't want to sound too <laughs> too excited or too positive or optimistic, but hopefully this is a, a nice light at the end of the tunnel. Um for us all. Uh, it's been so, so lovely to see you all racing and we're going to hear from um, a number of you in this month's podcast. Um, some of you have been winning your races or you've been doing your first ever triathlons, you've been smashing your goals and it's just been so, so lovely to see everybody out there enjoying themselves and making the most of the summer. Um, we also are obviously back um, in sessions. We've got our run sessions and our swim sessions, our strength and conditioning still going ahead. Um, so it's been really, really lovely to see people starting to come back to those. Please do make sure you're using these sessions. Um, if you don't use them, you know, we lose them. We've got a whole number of coaches with uh, decades of experience between them and loads of different experiences as well. Um, so, you know, do come and make the most of those sessions. It was so lovely to see some of you back at swimming last week and it's just been great to get going again. So thank you for coming. Um, keep paying your membership. Keep turning up that's where you'll get your big gains um talking about coaches we are going to be speaking to sean today um sean webster as you know many of you will know used to be our club president he is now our head coach so we're going to hear a bit um about that transition for him in a minute and then we're also going to hear from a few of you about your races thanks for listening So now we're going to hear from Fiona Greenhawk, who some of you will know has had the best season ever. She's done so, so well. Um, So she's going to tell us a bit about a couple of races, but I interviewed her before um, Aberfeldy. So I'll tell you a bit about Aberfeldy after. Right, okay. Welcome to the podcast, Fiona. (laughs) Thank you, Kate. Um, thank you. Thank you very much for coming. Um, and Not at all. Your day. Um, so this month we are kind of hoping to talk to people about the races that they have started doing again after the disaster that was last year. Um, <laughs> and it's been so, so nice to see um, some of these events sort of starting to take place again and being able to take place safely. So I'm going to ask you... Um, about the races that you've done because let's well first of all let's just say you've done two triathlons um this year and that is only your second and third triathlon right yeah yep yep it is yeah i know you're talking about getting back to racing i'm not sure i ever really started in the first place so yeah yeah mm-hmm. you basically started and then had like a two-year gap <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Essentially, I joined the Tri Club and then we went into lockdown for a year. So, yeah, yeah. So, how did you find find it getting to the start line? Because the other thing, of course, is that the start line of your second ever triathlon was the Scottish Championships. Oh, yeah, yeah, which I hadn't actually realised. As you know, I hadn't realised because I'd forgotten to pay my um, Triathlon Scotland membership. So, um, so how did I find Loch Orr? so, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I was obviously nervous beforehand because I didn't know what I didn't know, if that makes sense. You know, I think if you've done a few, you have kind of made some mistakes or know, you know, watched other people. But um, so I was quite nervous beforehand. Um, do you know what the nicest thing about Loch was? I've obviously met uh, lots of people virtually with racing and it was so nice to put names to faces to people like Celia and Maggie and you know lots of people who um I'd never actually met face to face so that was lovely seeing lots of people meeting new people and uh, seeing people obviously I knew from before oh, um true. so yeah and Lacour was a lovely day it was nice weather which was which was wonderful yeah and um, how did you find the open water swim because the first triathlon you did was a pool swim wasn't it yeah it was um 
I, I really wanted to get out after for the I think probably the first 200 300 meters I was definitely getting out and I think I actually stood up and let everybody swim past me because it's quite a scary experience um but I think once we reached the first boy in Lochor it's kind of thinned out a little bit and then I was just able to to swim without fear of swimming over someone or under someone um, so yeah so so I did enjoy it to by the end of the swim but I have to say the first couple of hundred meters i'm not sure really prepared mentally for um, so uh, but yeah no um i did i, I enjoyed it towards the end of the swim which is yes. and then you good. had a puncture yeah. on the bike oh my goodness yeah so actually the first i forgot about that um so when we left in the morning i realized there was a puncture um and to be honest and it was a, these tubeless tires which um I, yeah, it was kind of tubeless tire. So we pumped up and I thought it was okay until I got on the bike and could just hear it hissing the whole way round. Um, so I was literally just pleading for this, you know, tire to stay up long enough to get me around, to get me around the course. So, so it ended up fine, but I mean, it was pretty flat by the time I got back. Um, so yeah, um, I think that was just, it's just bad luck, wasn't it? It was just, I had a puncture for ages. Um, but um, no, I made it round. It was definitely the bike was feeling sluggish. I have to say towards oh, the end, and I'm not sure if that <laughs> I'm not sure if that was psychological or or it was. But, well, the um, fact but no, dragging your bike. <laughs> <laughs> but it uh, no, it got me round, so that was fine. Yes. You know, that was absolutely fine. And then the run absolutely smashed it. Um, yeah, I don't have smashed it. It was um, there was a lot of very young people who started flying past me in the run. Oh, so, um, but but it was good. It was just it was a five k and it's flat. So um, yeah, it was um, that you know I, I, running is probably um, the thing I enjoy most in triathlon. So yeah. I kind of figure as long as I get to the run, um, it should be okay. Yeah. So yeah, and then yeah. you were first first bit. Yeah, first good for age, I think they say, don't they? Good for age. So yeah, yeah, first female vet. So that was quite surprising. But please, yeah, That's I was amazing. pleased with that. I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> um and yeah, so you mentioned it already, but there was um I feel like we should mention because it is actually quite an important point for people that I don't think maybe a lot of people don't realise, but when you're racing like sanctioned events, for example, the Scottish Championships, you do need to be a member. So Fiona, yeah, like because you won your age group, so you mm-hmm. won F forty to forty four, um, yeah. and obviously you overall won the vet vet category anyway. But um, specifically, mm-hmm. you would have got a gold medal in the post and didn't, which yeah. is such a such a shame. It's expired like what a week before or something. It was. Uh, do you know I can't even remember, and I don't even. I can't remember when it expired. They emailed me 48 hours after the deadline was mm-hmm. to say you've um, you've forgotten to pay your membership. Um, it, do you know the deadline was 48 hours ago? So obviously I paid it straight away, um, but it's fine. It's just what it is. It was just, um, and it, to be honest, I didn't really think it was going to matter because <laughs> I didn't think it was going to uh, end up yeah, doing as well as it did. So. But it's fine. But I will, yeah, I'm all paid up now. So it's fine. It's direct debit now. (laughs) It's such Um, a shame. And I know, you know, you still won. You are the winner. But it's a wee shame you don't get your medal on the post. I honestly, Kate, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I think you were more distressed about it on the day when I was. You're all set for speaking to the officials on the day, but honestly, it's absolutely oh, fine. It's I just, yeah, fine. this is it's good learning for all of us. Uh, oh I, yeah, and, yeah, and I think actually for for Aberfeldy as well coming up, you know, there's a lot of people going to Aberfeldy. It's the Scottish and the British championships and maybe you're not going in thinking you might win your age group but maybe you will so it's worthwhile paying mm. your membership um and it's not just yeah. the basic membership either you've got to make sure it's the membership that covers you for sanctioned events um i can't remember what it's called but it's not the basic level so i think it's the set it's the second one it's the one in the middle yeah. i can't remember it, but yeah sorry Fiona, i feel like i'm using you as an example no i, I 
No, it's absolutely fine. You need to, yeah. Um, it was silly, and I will not do it again. Oh, so um, yeah. next year, no, fine. listen, you'll be back when <laughs> next year anyway, so it's fine. No, it's okay. <laughs> not at all. So. Um, and then talking about winning, so then you went on a couple of weeks later to win um the female vet category at St Mary's Loch. How was that? Because that's a wee bit different from Lochory. Yeah, no, it is. And again, um, I think I signed up just a couple of weeks before that because it kind of worked for going on holiday. We we're going to go and stay in the borders for a couple of nights. Um, so I signed up for it. And um, yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, it is different because it's obviously a road. I mean, still open water swim, but road cycle, but a lovely trail run, um, which I hadn't actually realised until the night before. So it's good. So it's fine. <laughs> so, um, but the weather wasn't quite as good uh, as I'm sure Celia will tell you when you speak to her. And it was a lot colder. It was a lot colder than than Lahore. So I came out that swim really cold. You know, couldn't feel my hands and feet. Um, and uh, but it's a lovely, a lovely cycle, um, and a really enjoyed the trail run yeah the trail run at the end was 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 great because i can't i mean i obviously don't know much about all the triathlons but i think we were road cycling in a trail run um it was yeah it was it's nice i like i like trail running so it was um so an enjoyable race and yeah that um and i won that category which was great although i had a terrible transition (laughs) couldn't find my couldn't find my bike couldn't get out my wetsuit and dawn um, Don, who I just met that morning, actually, Don Hunter, uh, had to shout across and transition to try and get me to my bike because I was in completely <laughs> the wrong place, and I managed to fall over getting oh, onto my bike yeah. as well. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a disaster, um, but um, it went well. And then, the and then you picked it up. It did. It was fine. It was fine. Um, but definitely, how not to do transition. Um, so. <laughs> but you learn, don't you? Listen, I so think gonna, all of us, even the most seasoned triathletes are having to learn how to do transition again this year <laughs> oh i really need to practice i think, I think look or must have been a fluke or i didn't do up my wetsuit properly because i really couldn't get out some <laughs> ladies but yeah I'll, I'll practice that before i prefer to so, and did you yeah. enjoy it would you recommend it as a race to people Oh, absolutely loved it. Really did. I think, um, yeah, I've got friends who are just getting into kind of triathlon and things just now, and I think it's a lovely race. Um, everyone's really friendly, and yeah, I definitely do that one again. Definitely good. So, Although it yeah. doesn't have the best reputation for weather. No, and nobody told me that until afterwards, which I thought. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty windy down there, um, and it was pretty wet, but still, still an enjoyable race. Yeah, it's still enjoyable. Good. And what are your plans for the rest of the year? You got some more races on the horizon? Um, yeah. So Aberfeldy, um, yeah. which I think, I think is now four weeks or five weeks um five weeks so we've got that five weeks yep i should know that um and i'm doing craggy island um in october um and i'm still signed up for the aviemore adventure uh, the aviemore kind of off-road triathlon that i signed up last year and didn't realize it had just rolled on to this year oh. so uh, so <laughs> i've still signed up for that one so a few yeah a few on the horizon um, and they're all quite different yeah they're all quite different so. yeah and different yeah. distances and Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. Aberfeldy yeah. will be the longest one you've done, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't even know if I'm going to finish it. Actually, we'll oh. see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> see you on so yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think. <laughs> so, and I think quite a few people are doing. I mean, I think quite a few people from the club are doing Aberfeldy, aren't they? Tons of people from the club. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. And lots of relays as well. So like, which triples the number. So yeah, there'll be a load of us. Yeah. There, yeah. Good. And are, what, you do, are you? Oh, sorry, no. I, I am. I'm no, no, okay. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Just a swim. So I feel like on the one hand, I get off really easy, but on the other hand, I have to pay like sixty pounds to swim for an hour. It's <laughs> <laughs> all about experience. Oh, It'll be good fun. It is. Yeah. Well, it will. Um, what was I going to say? And what are you? What are the things you've learned this year then that you feel like you should maybe you need to practice or top tips for other people? Uh, so pay your triathlon Scotland membership. Yes. Um, practice getting out your wetsuit, which I still need to do. So I'm uh, going to do that. And um, I think the other main ones, to be honest, and have fun. To be honest, you know, it's it's fun. The people you meet are all really friendly. I think the guy beside me in, in St Mary's, it was his. 62nd triathlon or something oh. do you know and he was a season so and everyone's always really friendly in transition and um, you know telling him 
how to set things up. So, yeah, yeah, I think they're probably the main things. I think they're the best tips, absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Lockhorn in particular I found really nice this year just because there were so many of us and it was so lovely to see us all on the course and oh, it was. we've each other on the way past, so it was lovely. Yeah, it. it was. It was really quite sociable, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though it was quite serious, I think, for a lot of people, it was, there was lots of waving oh. and lots of smiles. and Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right, thank you so much, Fiona. Best of oh, thanks, Kate. this year. We will look thank forward you. to meeting you. So Fiona actually went on to win the Scottish Championship race at Aberfeldy Middle Distance um, and she was also um, second in the British Championships, uh, which was the same race, uh, which really is just absolutely incredible. Fiona, you've had a great year, um, amazing age group win, so well done. Um, I would add that Fiona had re-signed up her membership for Triathlon Scotland, so she did get her medals and her trophies, so that's good. <laughs> well done Fiona a lesson for us all um, and you just you've absolutely smashed it this year we're so proud of you in the club so well done again I know it's been very very busy you've got a busy life kids and work um, so amazing how you fit all in so well done from everybody And a few of us this year did the um, Scottish Aquathlon Championships, which took place at Irvine. Um, so Alan is going to tell us a little bit about how he got on. So welcome to the Glasgow Tri Club podcast. Tell me your name and where you're from. So my name's Alan Keechy, and uh, I grew up in Motherwell, but I've lived in Glasgow for about the last four years or something like that. Yeah. And how long have you been a member of Glasgow Tri Club? I joined at the end of 2018. Yeah, so yeah, so just come up in three years, I suppose. Are we well? Mainly, main main goal really was just to, um, just well, I'd newly moved to Glasgow, really meeting people. Um, I'd sort of dabbled in in triathlon previous to that, so I just wanted to sort of train with other people, particularly get some help with my swimming, yeah. and uh, yeah, so it's been really good. Brilliant. And uh, what race did you do this year? So I've only done one, so that's a that's an easy one. I I I did the. Uh, Scottish National Championship Sprint Aquathlon race uh, a month or so just at the start of August so yeah so that's a that's a short answer and how did you get on? I came first in my age group amazingly and I say that and I still quite, can't quite believe it uh, no that's great so it was, it was quite it was quite amazing really yeah that's incredible um, what's your age group? Yeah, 45 to 49. Oh, lovely. So very, uh, still very competitive. Yeah, well, you say that, but the first, I mean, it wasn't a big field in general, but in my age group in particular, there, there really weren't that many participants. So, <laughs> so I'll take it. I'm not complaining, but it, that, definitely, it. that definitely went in my, it went in my favour. Yep. And how did it go? Uh, so I, it was my, I've not re- done many races at all, actually, in, in, in general. And, and so... My girlfriend, really, Catherine, she convinced me to sort of enter, and uh, I'd never, I'd never done any races in open water, so it was just really a bit of an, a kind of an experiment, <laughs> and uh, so I was, uh, I was really surprised. The swim didn't go particularly well, I thought, but I, I like, you know, massively exceeded what I thought I was going to do. So it can't, you know, it can't have been that bad. But it just took me ages to get my breathing. I did everything I, I you know, I said to myself I wasn't going to do. Didn't get my breathing under control. You know, my sighting, I, I think, could have been better. But uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, there's <laughs> at the time I thought, oh, this is a disaster. But uh, you know, of course, the the, the really fast swimmers there disappear off on, on, into the horizon. You know, and I thought I was right at the back, and uh, it turns out I wasn't. But um, that's what it felt like at the time. Uh, yeah, it was really warm as well. The swim wasn't it? Yeah, I, if, yeah. When again, when I think about it, it was like as I say, I have got much more experience, so I was really happy. It was a really still day. You know, it was on a a wee um, sort of pond, really. Yeah. So it was. It, that that helped me and uh, definitely to be to not get freaked out really yes. and um yeah it was a really really good helpful conditions i would say for someone yeah for, for me i would say so i was quite glad of that yep and then the run- still warm still wore my wetsuit <laughs> no no danger uh yeah and then i sort of got out, got out of the got out of the 
the pawn transition was all right, uh, not a disaster, not great, but I'm, you know, perfectly happy with that. And then ru- running's really my my sort of comfort zone. Yeah. Um. So, but I still, you know, coming out of the coming out of the pond, I was still kind of breathing pretty hard. I felt so, you know, I took a a wee bit to get to you know get my breathing a bit more under control. So the run the run was fine. I I I, I sort of knew I, I, I had a better idea what I could do on the run. And um, that went well as well. I was really, again, really happy with the run. So, good. Uh, so overall, it was it was really amazing, yeah. and I still quite can't quite believe it actually. Scottish champion. Scottish champion. I know when I, when I when I came out and um, I think you raced it as well, didn't you, uh-huh. Kate? So you you know they've got the wee tent with the results and all that. So I kind of looked at it and I and I. And I said to Catherine, I said, I've, I've came first in my age group. And I didn't quite believe it. I had to go back and I thought, oh, there must be like a secret wave with all the fast people in it. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I really, yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite quite believe it. But there we go. There so, go. yeah, brilliant. It's, uh, it, was, it was awesome. See, you worked hard and you got there. There we go, yeah. I don't know about you, but I find them so much harder than triathlons because you don't get a chance to get your breathing under control. I think, as you maybe do on the bike, I think in a triathlon transition, you can kind of just calm down a little bit. Then you get to walk your bike or depending on how good you are, uh, that kind of side of things, you can run your bike to the start line. But it just even just those few seconds just gives you that chance to get your breathing back under control but with an aquathon you're just like straight into it bang no rest heart rate's still really high still out of breath from the swim and you just have to like go for it yeah oh i still don't i still had some recovery getting in on the run don't worry about that but um no i, I when again when i think about it you know i have have you know worked on my swimming mm-hmm. and improved a lot with the help of the, the you know the coaches and the sessions at the club and everything and my, my running has also has improved a lot but my, I haven't really done uh, a great deal of cycling I enjoy cycling but I, I haven't done any you know really and I've only done one try race so I, actually that probably worked in my favor actually to miss out the bike leg completely because <laughs> uh, I'd worked most on uh, worked most on my running and until I still extend the swimming yeah uh, yeah and would you recommend the event to others yeah yeah it was, it was just you know I, I, this year I sort of one of my goals was to just get a bit a little bit of open water experience and I've been going to the Pinkston sessions and that's been really really good just to get a bit of a bit of experience a bit of confidence in in open water you know and um so yeah in in general I just I just feel I'll just enjoy participating in more races so I just need to do more races in general and that that race was it was really quite small uh, as I say, there wasn't a big field, well organised, you know, yeah. um, and and, I, and again, I think of the things that were in my favour, you know, especially in the the the, the sort of uh, deep water start, you know, it wasn't it wasn't horrific, yeah. and uh, you know, you hear a lot of the stories, and so again, for me, it's, you know, someone relatively inexperienced, it, it was also quite good, you know, because uh, you didn't get freaked out by it. <laughs> Yeah, and the water's so lovely and clear as well, isn't it? It's like clean and clear. That's yeah, clear still. There was no wind that day, um, you know, so pretty, you know, more you know, kind of rectangular, more or less rectangular yeah. um, sort of swim swim route and a straight out and back flat run. Um, so yeah. it was, uh, again, those were all things I think that helped me, yeah. Um, and have you got any more races planned for the rest of the year or are you saving yourself for 2022 yeah so I've got a marathon uh, in in the plan my sort of plan for well actually for last year was to run Chicago Marathon Um, but obviously last year that 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 didn't happen so my place was deferred but at the moment uh, you can't even get into the United States so that that also doesn't look like it's going to happen for me this year um but i i also have a place a ballot place for the berlin marathon so so that's um that's kind of my my backup Uh, although although that's a little bit earlier it's end of september so if i can defer chicago place again i'll run run berlin this year that's that's what i'm that's the only other um event i've got in the in the calendar at the moment Oh, brilliant! Well, I hope they go well, or at least I, I hope one of them goes well. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't be running to that is for sure. Uh, but I think at the moment it's it's more likely to be Berlin. Yeah. Oh yeah, and what a year! 
yeah, I mean, obviously everyone's facing the same thing, but uh, it is good to just get back and the train as well. Not just so much the races, obviously, but it's just getting the training events back and seeing everyone again. And, um, you know, really glad to see the Western Bath sessions coming back. That's, you know, that's been, you know, when I look at it from a personal point of view, that's been massively helpful for me, you know, the coach swim sessions. And um, so it's really good that they're coming back. Really looking forward to really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Uh, right. Thank you so much. And congratulations again. Thanks very much. National champion. I know. Eh? Still can't, can't quite believe it. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. <laughs> nice one. Thanks, Kate. So now let's um, catch up with Sean Webster, our new head coach. Welcome, Sean Webster. <laughs> it's the September podcast. Uh, we've had a wee break. We're back. You're back. You have moved from president to head coach. How do you feel about that? Well, it wasn't quite seamless as you just made it sound there. <clears throat> um, I did step down as president in December. Yeah, David's been the president since then, mm-hmm. and uh, I've just been coaching, doing some other stuff. But I did want to do more coaching, and then um, Vicky stepped down, so I applied for the post. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm led to believe there was quite a lot of applications, and um, somehow they chose me. So that's how that's ended up. I'm the head coach, so I'm looking forward to it, and I hopefully, I'll treat it as if it's a privilege for the whole time that I do it. So. Yeah, oh, I'm sure you will. Congratulations. Um, so some, not everybody will know you. I feel like everyone probably does know you because you were president for such a long time. You've been part of the club pretty much forever. But um, tell us a little bit about that. How did you how did you get to be head coach of the Glasgow Track Club right from the beginning? That's a good question. So I think um, it was actually September the 11th. Uh, I joined the club more or less. I remember that doing. It was about that time, so it was about twenty whatever years ago that I joined the club, um, and I pretty much did some coaching quite early on, uh, and then I, I went away and I did a sport degree, yeah. and then I started coaching doing that, and then I started kind of about third year in that. I started doing some round coaching, and then I did my level two triathlon coaching. And then about three years ago, I did the level three triathlon coaching uh, qualification, which is cause quite quite a good one. There's not that many of them in Scotland. I think there's maybe about 10 or something like that. Maybe there's more than that, but that certainly that I know it's got level three, there's about 10 people. And it, it's kind of uh, training you up to be the head coach of a club. Kind of thing. Um, so I've been doing triathlon since 1993, I think. Um, right when it first started. Uh, well, no, I'd been going for quite a while before that. I hate, I hate to break the news to quite a lot of people, but there was a Glasgow Triathlon Club before our Glasgow Triathlon Club. What? There was well, and I tried to join it in about 1993, and then they all said, "Oh, we've given up." So I went and joined um, East Kilbride Triathlon Club, and I stayed with them until uh, 2001, and then I went to to Glasgow Tri. So there was, I'm afraid, another one before us. So what? that might be news to a lot of people, but yeah. And what happened? Could they just not hack the pace? Well, it was pre-internet, obviously, and I phoned them up and said, oh, what do you do, triathlon? Oh, we've all given up. Uh, so they basically said, go and join the guys in East Kilbride. Oh. Uh, in Southside of Glasgow, so it's not that far away. And I met someone called Benny Rooney, whose daughter, Claire, is in our club now, and he's probably the most enthusiastic person that you could meet. <clears throat> and uh, after this podcast, we'll go cycling with his daughter and our friend. Uh, it's part of our social ride tonight, so there you go. Lives on. Good. Um, do you think it's going to be an easy transition? Because you were you were president for quite a few years, weren't you? And now you're sort of moving into a different a different role within the club. Do you think it'll be an easy transition? Or no, no. <laughs> we've got we've got COVID. If mm. it had been kind of seamlessly passed the ball whilst moving and everything stayed the same, uh, I think it'd still be hard work. But um, we're trying to get stuff started again that we had before. The numbers in the club will be different, the people will be different, the fitness will be different levels, a lot lot more unknowns. So before, I suppose, guessing it might have been easier. Mm-hmm. But, um, at the moment, it's kind of where there's quite a lot of unknown variables that we have to take into account. And it also, we don't just want things to be as they were before. We'd like to be, you know, in some ways better mm-hmm. uh, and try and focus more on some stuff that we think that we maybe didn't get quite right the first time. So 
I was involved at some level in um, sort of setting up the post that Vicky eventually did, um, you know, in terms of how broad it was and things like that. We certainly didn't get everything right that we wanted to put into that post. So um, hopefully the people in the, the committee will uh, guide me in the direction they wish me to go and um, get the best for the club from it. Yeah, and um, I suppose that kind of leads to my next question then. What, like, what is the main role of head coach? For those that don't know, because we've got a big coaching team, don't good. we? Yep, good question. I wish I'd taken the job description down again to, to read from it bit by bit. Essentially, look after the sessions and members' coaching needs and look after the coaches and their kind of um, development needs, hopefully steering towards um, you know some kind of outcome where we all get from the club what we want and that's quite different for you know lots of different people some people just want to keep fit as they get older some people want to get to some kind of performance level that can mean a sprint triathlon which is going to last for some people just over an hour or it could be an Ironman triathlon which for some people might take them right up to the, the time limits at 17 hours for Ironman or something like that so although it's similar they're all triathlon and there's lots of people in the club do other stuff as well so we're trying to balance all those plates from the quite short, for us quite short, for most people an hour is quite a long activity, right up to really long extreme activity of Ironman. Uh, and within all of those disciplines, you've got the variation in skill level and, uh, well, at some level talent. Um, you know, so it, it's quite a, a difficult thing to do. But generally, I think in the past, we've kind of got it right. Um, so hopefully, if we can get it, back to being almost right for most people, then that's probably about as good as we can do, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, we do have lots of coaches. We've got about 20 or 30. Um, lots of our coaches are real smart people, um, you know, and some of them are doctors as well and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we've got a, quite a mix of, of people um, with different backgrounds. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a diverse team to be uh, leading. That's true. Um, and I think one thing that I certainly have noticed since I've been with the club um, is just how much you seem to really enjoy coaching and how much you, you get from being a coach. What is it that you think you really like about it? What? I like if, you're, uh, if you've got a coaching session and you've got people of different abilities in it and you can manage to deliver the same session, hitting the same kind of goals for each of the, the people so everyone's getting something from it. But you might have someone who, in saying a run session, runs twice as fast as someone else. But they're doing the same session, hopefully doing using the same energy system, uh, you know, and, and getting something from it at the same time. And that's slightly different to most people that did the level three qualification. I did went away and formed their own company and started coaching individuals. Whereas the focus that, that I had was more to try and improve the group sessions that we had, yeah. um, you know, and, and used any experience I had for that. And um, that wasn't what most people did. Most people did the, you know, what I was saying about them often formed their own company. So it was very much a bit of a, a, a kind of so, solo. Yeah, in the level three, you kind of determine your own learning. So yeah. that was what I tried to concentrate on. And there's not that much um, sort of in the literature for that kind of thing outside of teaching, because obviously that's what teachers do. You know, they have yeah. the, same, the same lesson with a diverse group. But in terms of um, group dynamics for... Uh, coaching sessions there's not there's not that much because most people as they get better at coaching they teach a more elite and singular group over time so there wasn't that much in there I, I really enjoy that if, if I can do that and it's pretty it delivers reasonably well I get I feel quite good about it obviously it can all go wrong so <laughs> that's true <laughs> Um, okay, and then thinking about triathlon, because you have been doing triathlon, as you say, since 1993. I can't figure out how many years ago that was. I don't really want to know, to be honest. Um, <laughs> can't count can, uh, either. <laughs> um, nearly 30 years. Ah. Do you have a preference in your disciplines? Is there something, what do you love most about triathlon, I suppose? Um, I quite like the fact that there's three of them. There must be one at one point that you enjoy, but I suppose uh, when I started doing triathlon, I couldn't really swim. And you know, I couldn't swim at all till I was about, well, I say at all, I couldn't swim at all till I was about 16. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could swim even like remarkably like to get into lane one of our programme until I was about 23, mm -hmm. 24. And by the time I'd started doing triathlon, you know, I did my first race, I breaststroked it and I'd never worn goggles. Um, so... 
the fact that I can actually get a swim session and no one will notice me, feel quite good about that. So probably the last 10 years, the swimming's the one I've enjoyed the most. Um, but do quite a lot of biking and um, I still like to run. When you when you run and you run well, I think it's great, really satisfying because there's less equipment involved. Um, but yeah, I think the reason I do triathlon is I quite like all of them at varying degrees. That's that's the, the uniqueness of our sport, I think. That is true. Um, and have you got big plans for 2022? What are your plans for the club for 2022? Good question, Kate, of which I've not prepared an answer. Um, hopefully, we'll uh, get back to some level, uh, a version of what we had before, and um, some things that we, we did do will do better. Um, some things we did before we might not do, but hopefully we can add um, stuff to the offer so that members get value for money. So we're kind of hoping to have generic coaching plans available um, for people and maybe some kind of enhanced use of technology, whether it's Swift or something like that. Um, I think these these are two areas that we could do, no matter what happens in terms of um, you know lockdowns and stuff like that, we can, we can definitely deliver those two. Um, in terms of plans that I've got for racing, I haven't quite worked it out yet. I think I want to do shorter races, uh, do sprints or something like that. Because um, I've been doing Ironman training for about five years, and we've only been to two. We've only had actually two Ironman races to do uh, due to lockdowns. So, I think uh, we while on sprint stuff, I would quite like to try and focus on that. Interesting. That's exciting. Do you think you're better at that kind of distance, or you're more suited for longer distance? I don't know. I think in terms of my talent, better is a bit of a nuanced word. Um, whether I would get further up the field or not, I think I maybe get further up the field in a shorter distance race, yeah. Oh, exciting. Well, possibly, but not that much further up the field in a shorter distance race. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Thank you so much, Sean. Is there anything no. else you want to tell our listeners? Yes, I think they should all come to a run session for two reasons. One is, come to a run session I guarantee you'll get better there you go if you come for six weeks guarantee you'll get faster um, over virtually any distance if you come to our run sessions they are good um, also running in a group is is one of the things that makes you better you know just to run with other people another thing is that if you come to a run session the club financially that's that's when we get the most of your pound that you pay you know in terms of a swim session even if the session's full kind of break even on the training for that so if you want to come to a run session, the club gets a bit more of a financial benefit from that, which is good. It means that we can do uh, other things as well. Yeah, good, good advice. And I think we get a bit too caught up in swimming, don't we? Sometimes we forget that. Yes. But we'll run at the end. <laughs> I have mentioned that quite a few times. There's also a big bike in the middle, which is always the longest part. So we shouldn't be neglecting these ones. <laughs> Perfect. Sound advice. Okay, thank you so much, Sean. I'll let you go and enjoy the heat. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Congratulations, Sean, and um, thank you for all your hard work. Okay, so now we're going to hear from Sarah Heward about um, Aberfeldy. Okay, so uh, welcome Sarah Heward uh, to this month's podcast. Um, some of you may know Sarah through the Tri Club. Some of you may know her through the Real Food Cafe at Tindrum, of which she is a proud owner. Um, Sarah, I'm going to ask you a little bit about um, Aberfeldy because I know that you raced that this year. But do you want to tell us a little bit about how Aberfeldy came to be this year? Because you didn't really have the best time of it a couple of years ago now did you no well it was it was my first race for quite some time for obvious reasons like probably like a lot of people yeah um although my 2019 season was cut prematurely short actually um I had entered Ironman Lanzarote which is one of the first Ironmen in the season so yeah. it's in May so in May 2019 I, I was in really what for me was pretty probably the best shape I've ever been in and um very uh very optimistic and um 
it did the I, I had a very nasty accident and it didn't end well um I came off my bike not once but twice and the second time was you know it was a showstopper so I was ambulanced off and frankly I'm very very grateful that somebody clever somewhere has invented fantastic um racing helmets because um I landed on my head and um my helmet was panned in um with bits of stone and gravel stuck in it but my head was fine so um you know there's a moral of the story there and that is spending good money on a proper helmet and getting it properly fitted not buying some kind of cheap bit of beep off the um internet um you know it probably probably saved my life to be honest yeah and then did it take you a while to get back on your bike again after that? Because it's quite traumatic, isn't it, to go through an accident like that? Yeah, yeah, um, it did. And um, not only to get back on it, but to start to ride downhills and then try to ride downhills, not completely terrified, looking like a piece of cardboard, clinging onto the brakes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of help and encouragement with that. So I, I tend to do a lot of training and riding just on my own, mm-hmm. um, partly because of where I live. Um, I live quite a long way outside Glasgow and um, also because of work and um, you know, just fitting things in. Um, there's, there's not a lot of people um, around here to kind of fit in with. Um, but also I'm quite busy. So. One reason or another, I tend to do quite a lot of it on my own, Um, but I have really found that riding with other people, um, like my coach, Vicky Begg, um, it's been invaluable. And she introduced me to somebody that lives in Pitlockery, and we did quite a lot together over the winter. And that was, you know, really encouraged me because um, she was a a much better descender than I was. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that kind of got me, got me going again that's brilliant so is that kind of advice you would give to someone who's maybe been in a similar situation it's just to yeah just take it slowly keep trying yeah but take your time you know I think um I'm I'm a very competitive very pushy person by nature but actually no (laughs) but actually I've really taken you know I've really had to kind of give myself a break here (laughs) um because and remember this is my hobby <laughs> and um it's I, I need it to be good for my health not detrimental to my health so uh, uh you know and with all the pressure of of uh covid being a business owner in hospitality it's been a bit hairy to say the least um you know i've really kind of found that the cycling has become a refuge for me so i've kind of changed my whole attitude because of the accident and because of covid I've changed my kind of whole attitude towards cycling and um i do it now you know rather than to kind of watch the watch and the power pedal power meter constantly i actually do it to enjoy it yeah. and um you know the results will be the results kind of thing you know yeah yeah and so what made you think or what led to you thinking actually no I can I can do this I can get back and race and enter enter a race this year well I I didn't know that I could actually initially so it kind of evolved and um I did I you know I actually thought initially well you know that I probably won't get back on but you know I've always really loved cycling and I've, I've loved sport and as time went on and with encouragement of other people and you know it's, it's been step by step thing um and then I guess it got to the point where I, I you know I like a goal to focus on mm-hmm. and I saw that this race was probably going to happen I actually sent a private message to the organizer because I, I know him quite well um <laughs> so you know I, I kind of sounded him out about it all and it sounded from from quite a few months ago as if it would actually happen and um and I because of where I live actually I cycle Shahalian and uh Kinloch and Kinloch Rannoch and Loch Rannoch quite a lot I mean it's absolutely spectacular mm-hmm. so I I wanted to do the race if I if I could actually when I kind of thought when I realized it was going to be on um and uh yeah I thought 
if, if that's going to be on, I'm going to make that a goal and uh, I really want to have a bash at it. Brilliant. And what was your preparation like in the run up to it? Because I know obviously you're, you are super busy. You've had, you know, a completely crazy year. Like I know many people have, especially in the hospitality industry. Well, have you, have you been as consistent as you would like? Have you managed to sort of stick to your training program? It's funny that, you know, the first question in, in, in this kind of section is, have you been as consistent as you'd like to be? Because, you know, as, as, as we know, and um, is the consistency is an absolute key mm -hmm. to success. And the honest answer is no, not really. Mm -hmm. um, when, so I had the accident and then I started get, getting back on the bike. And um, when COVID struck in um, 2020, I was actually out in Lanzarote Mm -hmm. and and the goal had been to spend most of the winter out there take several months off and you know just enjoy the weather and you know do quite a lot of cycling in fact even now so that was March 2020 um when I left there I left I came back for a, I, what I thought was going to be you know a brief stay in the UK but my TT bike my wetsuit my racing helmet and all my kit is still out there Oh, no. So um, it's still there. <laughs> oh my God, so actually, when I was racing um, this week, uh, last week at Aberfeldy, I was on um, Vicky Begg kindly lent me her winter road bike. Yep. So I was on her winter road bike with a borrowed wetsuit that's about six sizes too big from um, some the open water open water water swimming club near me and um, various other things that I'd kind of beg stilled and borrowed um the only thing I had was my race suit that I'd had specially made um that for some reason I don't think it had arrived in Lanzarote I, I think I'd forgotten it or something so that was actually here so um that was the actually the only bit of kind of my a kit if you like that I actually had to do the race but Oh, I really wasn't, you know, I really wasn't worried. I just, yeah. I just wanted to do the race, enjoy it and cross the finish line in one piece and get the medal. Yeah. So, and, you know, I succeeded in that. Good. And so that leads me to how did it go? How was the race? Because I saw you at the end. I had the privilege of giving out medals. I don't even think half the people from GTC even recognised me because they were in the zone. <laughs> I didn't recognise you, but you know, now you say yes. You said you said to me, "Oh, well done, sir." I thought, How does she even know my name? And I staggered off. Gosh. Um, well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, it it was it was great up until the last hundred and fifty meters, and that's that was that Maggie Doric coming up behind me going. I'm going to racing me to the bloody finish line at the end of all that. We had to sprint, finish the two of us. And I was sure that I'd picked her to the post, crossed first. But of course, I'd started before her. Oh. So she beat me in the end, which was very annoying. Um, <laughs> so um, it, it was lovely. I mean, the swim, I swim a lot in Lotte because, um, but at the other end, at the Killin end, not at the um, Kenmore end. I swim a lot in Lockay and um, in fact, I haven't done any pool swimming. So my sw I was worried about my swim because I only started going back in the water in May. So, because it was too cold prior to that for my liking. Um, so I actually had only been swimming at all really in, in the last, since last summer, I'd only been swimming since May. So I built up, I'd, I'd built up a certain amount of stamina, but um uh, I, by the end of that swim, I was running out of stamina. So I was probably good for doing, say, 15, 1600 meters. But actually, I swam 2.2 kilometers. So <laughs> there's a bit of a, a lesson in that, isn't there? A kind of training point. We need to get better at the spotting. Um, I actually think I will interrupt you. Most people went way off course because I was right at the back in a relay 
And I noticed that pretty much nobody followed a line to the boys. So I think like everyone just went in one direction and then everyone went in the same direction when they turned. So I don't think you're the only person that swam 2,200 metres. Well, I'll be totally honest with you, Kate. The reason my philosophy in the swim, because I can't actually see very well. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm at the older age, in case the listeners don't know, I'm at the older age of the, of the age range. So my eyesight is deteriorating. And... Um, I haven't yet invested in a pair of goggles with my prescription in them. So I can't see very well. So actually, I tend to just swim on someone's feet because even if I swim further, actually, the effect of drafting in swimming is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So I just find people and just keep on their feet. And I go on the principle that that's going to make that I'm saving so much energy. And, you know, it kind of makes up for the extra distance. Plus, I can't see anyway. So um, so I, I, I think I probably, if I'm going to get a bit more serious about this, I'll need to maybe invest in some prescription goggles so yeah. I can see what I'm doing. But um, at the moment, that's my, my race um, kind of philosophy for the swim course. And it, uh, it did result in swimming an extra 300 metres. So... Um, but anyway, it was fabulous. What I was going to say was it was perfect swimming conditions. The water temperature, the stillness. I mean, I've swum a lot in Locte, and boy, oh boy, they're not all like that. I yes. wish they were. I mean, some of them are freezing cold, really cold, and can be very choppy and, you know, it can be quite hostile, to be honest. Yeah. But it was it was fantastic. One of the best swims probably have ever had in Locte, and I've swum a lot in it. Um, then you know came out and great crowd great atmosphere coming out getting onto the bike I mean uh, this is the reason I love this race is that um, you know they're great organizers they organize a professional race and it's like it's organized almost the organization is on like a professional large scale but actually the atmosphere is on a kind of small community kind of scale so it's a really nice race yeah. to do plus you know there, there are people local people i came out swimming there was um you know lots of crowd but then behind me there was one of the local girls who was doing it uh laura, laura bathgate in fact craig her brother is one of the coaches i think at the oh. at the tri- at the glasgow triathlon club craig bathgate or it used to be um anyway look lorna was behind oh hi sarah look i'm out the swim too and you know we were running to our bikes and um got the bike and, um, you know, ran off and got on the bike. And that was all kind of smooth and, you know, quite good for me. I didn't spend hours in transition like I normally do, more like minutes rather than hours. Um, managed to keep it to single figures. Um, and then <laughs> then got on the bike and went off. And, um, again, it was pretty good cycling conditions. Um, no wind, because it can get really windy and quite cold sometimes at the top of crossing Shahalian, the top of Shahalian. Um, I mean, the, it was wet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that meant that for me, who's still cautious about descending, I was careful um, on the descents. Um, and then, but then when we got down to Kinloch Rannoch, it was like um, a little kind of micro environment of beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Um, so cycling around Loch Rannoch was sunshine and, you know, totally different microclimate yeah um then crossing back over shahalian um you know again uh, you know one should be cautious descent on these descents especially when they're a bit wet um and you know it's probably a bit slower than i could have been because i was aware that there'd been a really bad accident mm-hmm. um so uh yeah and then uh, all, all went well for me and um got back to I got back to the school campus where the transition was and it was like the atmosphere was incredible obviously the time I got back was kind of when the leaders were um probably coming in to finish so there was a lot of people there was a lot of noise and it was like it was almost like kind of Ironman or Olympics you know it felt like wow you know I got back as like wow you know look at these crowds and the noise and the razzmatazz and the cowbells and everything it was great really really good dumped the bike got went off on the run 
brilliant, lovely run course, um, great, good food stops and, you know, water and hydration and all the rest of it. Really, really nice. Um, lots of, and I like out and back. Um, some people don't, but what I like is you, you get so much interaction with people. Yeah. Whereas if it's a loop, you, you know, you hardly can hardly see people, especially if you're near at the back, you know? Yeah. So I actually really like out and back because you, you kind of get a real sense of some of the people that are right up the leaders and stuff. You see the really fast people. Yeah. Um, so I loved it because it was lots of people, you know, all the time and lots to watch as you were kind of going along which helps with the time passing I really started to struggle towards the end of the run probably had pushed a bit hard on the bike so a bit of a lesson there to learn for me and then as I say Mag Maggie Dorrit came up behind me <laughs> don't like that Maggie Dorrit she's got a habit of doing that Maggie doesn't she just coming out of nowhere like a wee ninja yeah. <laughs> and tried to sprint you to the finish <laughs> but I'm sure I really beat her yeah. it was very hot as well wasn't it I think for the end of the run yeah it was oh I was dead as a dodo at the end of it I really was finished mm -hmm. but it was it was great I felt elated I felt really elated and I'd really recommend it to anybody it's a beautiful course it's you know it's a very friendly race, great sense of community from that the organisers kind of set up, but also I think obviously because a lot of club members tend to do it. Yeah. Um, and probably for training, if you wanted to get people to go and train there with you, it's, it's you know, it's accessible to Glasgow. So yeah. practising and things, it's, it's good. Yeah. I mean, we were lucky, I think, with the weather on race day. We were lucky. Yes. There have been other years where they've not been so lucky, right? Yeah, yeah, indeed. But that's, really? that's, that's the, you know, that's the luck of the draw, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well done. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And you did a really fast time and you looked fresh as a daisy at the end. So you <laughs> grab your medal and leave. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And um, since then, actually yesterday, uh, I, I got an email from one of those on the spur moment of spur things. I got an email from um Ironman saying that various races had kind of opened up and you know that you could um enter so I just went for it and I I yesterday I I entered Ironman Sweden for next year so August I think it's the same day August the 20th 2022 as the Aberfeldy half so sadly I won't be able to do that because I'll be in Sweden all being well I'll be in Sweden doing the um the Ironman that day so it's given me the confidence to um to do the Ironman I mean there's a huge step between half Ironman and full distance Ironman and there's no way I'm ready for full distance Ironman yet but doing that half yeah. you know I've got a year to train on the stamina building up the stamina and um you know I, I think that it gave me a lot of confidence I was really pleased that I got my nutrition right because I'd blown other half halves by you know not getting that right but uh you know managed to fuel myself right which was major without being sick or you know any of those things so that was a major plus it's well done yeah so you know great it was great and I'm you know really grateful to everybody that cheered me on along the way and all the and yourself for giving me the medal at the end but Kate did you win did you win Queen of the Mountains no no right so I should tell you this I got a lot of messages from people saying oh my god we saw the results Kate your time was amazing you did so well now I did a really but under the relay sections, it just gives you the full, it gives you like the full result for all three of your team members under your name. So, so it looked like I did really well, but actually I only did this one. And like cumulatively, our time was good. But so no, I have no idea who got Queen of Mountains, but it sure wasn't me because I did not get on my bike. Okay. <laughs> but you're not the only person to ask that. Well, whatever. I'm, uh, you know, well done on your <laughs> on the relay. Yeah, <laughs> on my half hour swim. It's it's um it's a really you know it's great they've got a relay, um, isn't it? Because from men point of view of members listening, you know, there's a lot of 
possibly there's people who wouldn't have the confidence to enter the whole thing but it's great to have the opportunity to take part in a half middle you know half Ironman distance middle distance whatever you want to call it and um in a relay team isn't it I mean that's great yeah. yeah, like we, because I was supposed to be doing a race the weekend before, which I ended up not doing. Um, so when I saw that Aberfeldy was on that weekend, I thought, oh, I could do the relay because I'll be tired from the race the weekend before. I would actually, as I said, I didn't do it. But in the end, it's really, really good fun to really. And weirdly, I'm not that competitive, but I felt very competitive for our team. Like, no. really. Really competitive. <laughs> it was interesting. It just gave me a whole different side to racing. But yeah, I definitely recommend the really and it's, it was just really good fun as well. Yeah. It was nice. And yeah. if you do the swim, you get to hand out medals at the end. So which was the best job of the day. <laughs> Even if no one recognized me. <laughs> um oh well done. I was, I'm so glad you managed to get that race in, Sarah. And I'm glad you've got the confidence back to go back to Sweden because that'll be awesome. That'll be a great event and yeah, you've worked hard. No, oh, thank you very much. Well, I'm very grateful to all the uh, for all the encouragement. I really need to get back to doing some of the swim training that I was doing in Glasgow. So maybe um, you know, come November when things quieten down a little bit for me, November December, I'll be coming down to able to come down to Glasgow and get back into some of the group sessions because they're fantastic you know nothing beats a bit of pool time especially over winter and also what's really nice for me because like I said I do a lot on my own is you know just getting to know a few people in the club and hearing what their goals are and you learn about different races that you'd never heard of and you know people's experience yeah that's it well we look forward to welcoming you back thank you thanks Okay, so now we are going to hear from Fiona Roberts about one of her races this year. So Kate, here's a quick snapshot of the rebelty that myself, Ruth McKelvey and Jonathan Hill took part in on Sunday. This takes place in Cross Michael, which is in southwest Scotland. It's not an area I've ever been to before and it was, as advertised, outstandingly scenic. Um, the swim takes place in a wide and slow flowing part of the River Dee, which was a new one for me too. The water temperatures were really good though. It was about 18 degrees. Um, and it was a bit weird because you were swimming from one side of the river to the other and you could actually walk round the buoy at the far side. Uh, Still, I did have a fairly comfortable swim and was really quite disappointed in my time until I later discovered that I had recorded almost two kilometres rather than the advertised 1.5. And it wasn't just me because both Ruth and um, Johnny recorded similar distances, so it was probably a little bit longer than expected. The cycle then was basically around Loch Cane, which is a very gently undulating with some lovely downhills. I suppose the worst part was the cheese grater, which was, as advertised, a bit of a bone shaker. Um, but really, there was a chance to take in some amazing scenery. And I even saw a kite, which the bird of prey kind, hovering over one of the fields. The run was atrocious, hard, hilly and over 11 kilometres. But I was quite pleased to get to the end of that. Overall, the atmosphere was supportive and really friendly. There was tea, coffee and baking in the village hall afterwards. And it was a really great event. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I actually think, other than the slightly dodgy distances, it would be a really great event for those taking part in their first standard triathlon. Well done, Fiona, and well done to everyone who took part. And Dawn Hunter is going to tell us about two middle distances that she did this year. So, race report from this year uh, Starman in uh, Loch Morlock. Started at midnight, absolutely thought I was going to hate the dark i thought i was going to hate having to do two mountains on the run 
um, absolutely loved it. Best triathlon ever. Um, dead, dead slow. It's not a PB, although I did manage to somehow PB the swim. But I think it was maybe short. Um, fantastic swim. So peaceful swimming at night. Um, you just see everybody else's little lights twinkling past you. It's so pretty. Um, totally distracted. Loved the swim. The bike, you never really feel on your own, which I think I was concerned about because it's quite a small field. Um, so I was a bit concerned that I would be just me in the dark. But there's always a few other bike lights around to keep you company. Everybody's so friendly. The whole bike, the whole run. Everybody is just so encouraging, so friendly. The other people taking part, the volunteers, um, Kaz, Andy, Kate, who are organising it. Everybody just wants to have fun. It's not even competitive. It's it's just about enjoying it or enduring it, depending upon how you look on life. Um, and then the run for Starman is Cairn Gorm and Mila Bukum. Um and we didn't quite make the top of Cairn Gorm because of the weather which was a bit disappointing I thought the run was going to be hell it wasn't, it was fantastic you're not running it, it's like 22% gradient so you don't need to run it's just straight uphill and then you know you just have to come back down again um, I just need to learn to run downhill without injuring ankles and things and if I learn to run downhill then I might actually be relatively good at life um, but otherwise I totally recommend Starman as a triathlon because it's it's epic it's really good um, the only other one I did this year was the Belty down in Dumfries so second year of doing the Belty and um, I kind of love and hate it at the same time it's um it starts across Michael and the swims in Loch Cain, which isn't a loch, it's a river. Beautiful swim. Quite it's an undulating flat bike. So it's very, very flat, but it's a little bit undulating at the same time. If that makes sense to anyone. Really, really gorgeous, gorgeous bike, quiet roads, beautiful tarmac. The run is not hilly in comparison to Starman at all but the run is about five times more hellish than Starman because it just feels so hilly you feel like you should be able to run the hills without slowing down and I can't the run beats me every time so this time last time I hated the run I like totally let the mental side of things take over and I hated it I just had to finish this time I decided I didn't care about my time, but I enjoyed it. So I spent half the run picking blackberries off bushes, having a little nibble as I went along, chatting to everybody else, chatting to the feed stations. I never stop at feed stations. I stopped for a little chat, had some more blackberries, chilled out. Really enjoyed the run this time. Although just absolutely horrendous time, so don't ask about my time on the run, but... I don't care. I enjoyed it. That's the main thing. Um, so totally recommend the Belty if you want a bit of a challenge. It's not too far from home as well, so you can travel down in the morning. Um, they've got a standard distance and a middle, and then you can travel back at night. So it's quite good from that point of view. If you want a middle distance that you can do in the day, it's fantastic. Um, so that's my two from this year. Loved them. Well, loved Starman, and I recommend everybody does Starman next year. Dawn is being very modest. Um, she actually was kind of equal third at Starman this year um, and she also won um, the big belty. So well done. Amazing, amazing effort. And like full disclaimer, I know some of you know I do work for Starman. <laughs> I work for the organisers, uh, doing a little bit of social media for them. So I did not pay Dawn to say that. She is also a friend of mine. <laughs> I promise, I promise I didn't pay her. She did have a good time, I swear. I've got pictures of her smiling at the end and everything. So, <laughs> thank you, Dawn. So, that is it. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next month. If you've got anything that you want covered in the podcast, then do let me know. Or if you've got any interesting stories to tell, nobody likes to hear their own voice on um 
a recording, including myself, so don't worry about it, but do get in contact if you've got something exciting to tell me. <laughs> um, it's been so, so lovely to hear um, from all of you about your races. Thank you to everyone who contributed, and well done again to everybody um, who took part um, in the triathlon season over the summer. I know you've all worked really hard. Uh, great to see everyone back, and we'll see you at club session soon.